Well, today I've got one of my favorite guests. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome to the Thursday edition of Truth to Ponder. And I'm your host, Bob Bierman. Well, today, in just a couple of moments, I have one of my favorite guests that, well, I have several, but, but I really enjoy the time that I get to spend with Dr. William Wong on this program. Now, he's not just a homeopathic doctor that really can help you out physically. He observes the world, and he spends a lot of time, like I do, looking at what is going on in our world today to try to try to have a handle on what to expect. Now, if you listen to this program on a regular basis, you know we're facing some very troubling times ahead. We have a lot of challenges, and we'll talk about them over the days and weeks ahead. This week, the there's been some news stories of late, and, and Dr. Wong and I will talk about them in just a moment. Number one, what's going on in China? I mean, really, what is going on with China? We are very dependent upon goods and services and items. I can tell you that from our move to Virginia, we sold our home furnished, so we've had to to buy a lot of things for this home in Virginia. And I am just shocked at how many things we are dependent upon. Well, I'm not, I've seen it coming for years, but you know, you can't find things made in America. Well, this week, of course, the news was all breathless because of Nancy Pelosi's trip to China. Now, some people say that is to keep her husband Paul out of the headlines because of his uh, driving drunk in, in California, be that as it may. But see, Dr. Wong is of Chinese heritage, though he was born in Brooklyn, New York. So what is your opinion, Dr. Wong, of what's going on in China? You know, I've always been a supporter of the nationalist Chinese on Taiwan, always been a supporter of the the ROC, the ROC, the Republic of China. But being that the Democrats and the DNC so strongly supported Ukraine when the DNC was responsible for funding the 3040 Samad bio-warfare labs we had in the Ukraine, mm-hmm. it turns out that the situation is much the same on Taiwan. We've got a bunch, double-digit numbers, of biowarfare labs on Taiwan. And why are the Democrats so hard pressed to defend the place all of a sudden? I can mm-hmm. remember back in the 70s when the Democrats wanted to give Taiwan to Red China. Oh, yeah. I can remember it too. That was during yeah. the Carter years. Right. And we gave away the canal. <laughs> and I can and, remember and the they, bumper sticker, you know, keep the canal, give away Carter. <laughs> and if you remember, Jimmy, who fired the general who was the, the, the head of the uh, the Pacific Command. I forget the fellow's name uh, who who protested about his 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 policies with the canal and with China. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the interest of the DNC in starting this war shows that they don't want the midterm elections to happen. Even if they can cheat, they might still lose. Right. Just, just because of the of, of the tidal wave of popular discontent with, with the Democrats now. But also, it shows that they're protecting their investments because it was the DNC, not so much the U.S. 
or the State Department or the U.S. government, but the DNC directly that were funding the biolabs in the Ukraine, mm-hmm. probably much the same is happening in Taiwan. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and there's something else about Taiwan that if people don't really realize its importance right now. It is probably the world's largest computer chip producer globally, period, Mm. in that nation. And that doesn't bode well for the United States on, you know, because China is the other one. Yeah. And so we are dependent upon both Taiwan and China for chips. Now, what's going to happen to our, listen, to give you a little example, we're having, we've been shopping for a washer and dryer something that you know three years ago not a big deal you just went to the store you went to an appliance store or you went to a big box store and you said i want this one and this one and they delivered it and set it up and you know about a week or less right well today you go out to some of these big box stores and you find the perfect washer but you can't get the dryer why they can't get the chips to make the system work and yeah. so they're, they're back-ordered for months. They got 55 washers in the warehouse, but no matching dryer because they can't make them. The same has happened with the automobile industry in the last year and a half. Mm-hmm. You know, all of a sudden, I went to the car dealer to get some work done on our, on, on our family car before we came from Florida up to, up to Virginia and Georgia. And I'm looking at the car lot, and it's empty. Yep. It's totally empty. And I, keep, and, and I keep getting emails. You know, we want to buy your used car. We, 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 we need your used car today. Well, what am I going to drive if I sell you my used car? <laughs> you know, because you're not selling me a new one, or you don't have any. I mean, it's bad when a Ford dealer, a, you know, and a, any of them don't have cars on the lot to sell. Why? Because they're sitting with idle factories waiting for computer chips from either China or Taiwan and a couple of other nations that make them that seem to be way far behind in production since the coronavirus, of all things. Yeah. I see a a, a silver lining in all this. Mm -hmm. I personally despise computers and cars. From ju- just from the fact that they could shut you down That's via right. satellite in the middle mm-hmm. of the road somewhere. Mm-hmm. I hate all Give these. Give me computers. my 1965 Volkswagen Bug. Bingo. I didn't even I need a battery a in that thing. I had a, I had a bad battery. I used, to, I used to push start it. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a 73 Bronco and a 73 IH Travel All just waiting <laughs> to come back into service <laughs> when, all, when, when the government decides to, to shut down all the cars with with computers to fit the green agenda mm-hmm. so this may spur going back to analog which is something that that even guys like cliff high have been mm-hmm. predicting for years that somehow some way we get tired of all this computer stuff we get tired of all the digital crap we don't want to be imposed on we don't want to be looked into we don't want to be censored we do we don't want to be spied on and we all go back to analog just as a way of getting control back into our lives. And that makes sense. Look, look, I recognize this program is well listened to as a podcast on digital handheld devices, computers. Um, By the way, I've discovered because of how this 
podcast gets pushed out, people that have an Alexa device, if you know what those things are, all you have to do is say, Alexa, play the Truth to Ponder podcast, and bingo, there it is. I mean, so it's out there digitally. But when the day comes that Amazon decides they don't like my content, when the day comes that all these places that push out my podcast version of this program decide to pull the plug, well, what's going to happen? It's going to be back to shortwave radio. That's where it's going to be. And that's analog as analog can be. Yeah. Uh, 1930s technology. (laughs) Literally. Can't mess with that except with a jammer. And that's not and that's not as easy to do. Spark spark inducer. And that's not as easy to do as people think. I mean, it's not to set one of those things up. You don't set them up overnight. I mean, there's the antenna systems are massive and transmitters are huge and orientation, land and everything. It could take the way the government works. It could take years to build one of those things to jam this program. (laughs) Wouldn't that be wonderful? (laughs) I mean, well, that's the one thing the Democrats, they won't get the wall finished, but they'll get a jammer built. (laughs) <laughs> they can use the jammer to, uh, the, excuse me, they can use the wall as an antenna for the jammer. Yeah, maybe. It looks like one. <laughs> it looks like a curtain antenna. But, it, but you know, I, but what, what I'm, you're right. We, we have become very dependent upon a digital age. And, and I'm going to show my age 50 years ago. By the way, you know what? You're getting old. At night when, when my wife and I go to bed. We, we put on some music in the background to go to sleep. You know, our little doggies, they, they like the music and all that. Mm-hmm. And, and one, of the, one of the channels that we listen to off satellite is, you know, an easy listening, you know, the old elevator music, beautiful music kind of stuff that, yeah. you know, we used to make fun of 30, 40 years ago. And, and I'm listening to this music the other night. And I'm listening to these beautiful orchestras and pianos and harps, and I'm realizing it's all the music I graduated high school with 50 years ago. Now done as beautiful music. I'm going, wait a minute, that's American Pie. Wait a minute, that's... Ever heard Listen to the Music on a Harp? By I'm going, I'm getting old. I mean, I'm realizing it suddenly. This is my life. And where and I, I, I realized where did fifty years go? And it's fifty years ago this month I was preparing to to leave home and never return. And it was at seventeen, finishing high school, going on to start my life. And, and now we have kids that have what we call failure to launch. And and they're <laughs> and they're still at home with mommy at age twenty one, twenty five, yeah. and thirty. Because they can't cope. They, they can't deal with responsibility. They, they want to hide in their bedrooms and play on video games and, and their digital devices. And, and they can't function in the real world. Do you see that as a problem as well? You know, the, that, this generation that, that you're speaking of and their parents' generation, because it's their parents' fault, uh, are mm-hmm. the weak link in 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 the world we ha- have gotten to the point where the repository of knowledge that's in the millennials and in the z's i, I think that's what they're calling the mm-hmm. youngest generation 
has gotten so small that it's our generation, the baby boomers, and maybe some of the Xers who have uh, are are holding on to most of the world's knowledge. Mm-hmm. What the younger generations know is playing video games. For example, yeah. my 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 son just had a buddy of his move in with him, and he's his his buddy's now working for us. Mm-hmm. His parents were video game players, and, and and how old are they? They're in their forties. Yeah, and I've met some. I know. I know what you're yeah. talking about. I just wanted and to confirm it. Absolutely useless human beings uh, living on welfare, cheating on their spouses, uh, jobs here and there. You know, just mm-hmm. just just kind of floating around. The major thing in their lives is to get out of work early so they can go play video games. They're almost fifty years old. Yeah, and, and you got to remember that thirty years ago. In the early 1990s, as video games were beginning to really become of age, let's let's just go right. back. Let's just go back 20 years ago, mm-hmm. when somebody was 45 was now 25, and you had video games in DOS that were incredibly realistic. They took these extremely expensive computers to operate. And special video cards. I mean, this was a special specialty kind of deal. And, and I knew people that were spending a fortune, you know, literally fifteen hundred, two thousand dollars in nineteen ninety nine money to buy a computer in DOS, not even Windows, that would run video games that were wow. absolutely. They're the kind of video games, and people forget this. There, there are two things that I've seen in that generation of the forty somethings. And even the twenty-somethings now, pharmaceuticals, you know, were, were pushed into their bodies by the school systems because they're all ADHD or something. Yes, right. Every one of them can't cope with real kids. And then they were given over to parents that indulged them, who had their careers to pay for their McMansions, and so the kids got the thousand, fifteen hundred dollar computer. And, and they're on these, you know, various, I don't care what you want to call them, these various medications. And we, we saw the results in, I think it was 1999, in a little town called Columbine mm-hmm. in Colorado. Because yeah. in, in the cases of all of those involved, they were all on the medications and they were all deeply involved with these extremely expensive and highly realistic video games. And they were all loners. They yes. were all, you know, indulged. And they 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 worked together as a, as a team. And, and they realized that they were they couldn't get the high anymore out of the games. They had to bring it to the next level, which was to bring it into the school with a real gun. Yeah. And and we blame the gun. Not the teachers and these doctors and these pharmaceutical companies that push this stuff on kids. You know, in every school shooting, just to think if you hadn't noticed, they don't like to talk about it. But every one of the shooters was on one of these medications. Everyone. Exactly, yes. And just last week it came out that all, absolutely 100% of the research to validate the use of the SSRI antidepressant drugs was fabricated. They mm-hmm. were all fake. Every single study was fake. I so know. why are the 
why are the docs still using the medication if it's just been shown that all of the supporting validation was fabricated? That's that's right. That 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 should have immediately caused the drugs to be banned from use. Well, how many billions of dollars are at stake to the big pharmaceutical companies if oh, these things God. got got pulled tomorrow morning? It's at probably more money than the coronavirus. Maybe a uh, maybe as close as as fifty to hundred billion with a B. Mm-hmm. You know, if 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 NutraSweet is a hundred billion dollar industry, yeah. imagine what the SSRI antidepressant drugs are. Well, considering what percentage of youth are on them, it's scary, and it that, is. And, and and it worries me. It's I find it very troublesome. And when you test the IQ of the SSRI kids, it's really low. Mm-hmm. Between that and the fluoride, and the lack of 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 uh, uh, high density fats, the, the you know the, the their parents usually follow all the doctors' fads advice with the low cholesterol and the polyunsaturated fat use. Mm-hmm. Combine that with the SSRI drugs. Combine that with the fluoride, and you've got an America with I, IQs that are on average fifteen to twenty percent or points lower than they were in 1960. When JFK was president, Mm -hmm. the American IQ was between 110 to 115. Now it's barely 90. I believe it. And when you are idly, when you're passing time by idly and you can't function and you're not motivated, uh, you're not going to learn. I mean, we don't motivate children. We put them in front of TV sets, you Mm -hmm. know, and, or, or the one thing, I'll go to a restaurant sometimes, and I remember when I, a couple of years ago, maybe three, four years ago, it was a Sunday morning early, and I needed to stop and get breakfast before I spoke at a church. One of those days that I didn't have a chance to eat before I left the house. And I go in there, and I'm ordering a quick breakfast, and I'm looking at the, you know, the father has the kids weekend, you know how that works. Yeah. And you see the father there with a with a little boy, maybe about you know, 11 and a girl, about 13, something like that. And they're all sitting there at this table at a restaurant, all with their faces buried in their phone for the entire duration. Mm-hmm. You know, no why, talking to each other. No, not a word to each other, not acknowledging each other <laughs> until they all got out and, and go to their car. I see people that are 20 years of age, 19 and 20, going out of the house wearing Bluetooth headphones to get into the car to drive with somebody they don't want to interact with real people yeah and it used to be that only long-term married people didn't speak to each other now it's everybody (laughs) (laughs) but i'm telling you that there's something there's something in the water as they say and 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 we see it we so we see it in the pharmaceuticals and our kids we we see so what what's the democrat solution to all of this we just ban the guns yeah we don't want to talk about what caused it we don't want to look at the root issue because the root issue goes to their donor base those it goes to the movies that are violent it it goes to the video games that are extremely violent it goes to the pharmaceuticals that alter the mindset of these young people and they're the ones that are funding democrats right they're never going to go after the, the hand that feeds them they're going to go after the evil gun company because see the gun decided to kill somebody today we have to ban the gun and that's all part 
of the communist plan for the takeover of the United States. The first was a heavy and graduated income tax. That was number one. But somewhere down that line of uh, 10 to 12 things was the, 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 the disarming of the population and the lowering of the IQ. And the teachers unions have done a wonderful job of lowering IQ. You know, kids in China in third grade are learning calculus. Kids here are learning that men can get pregnant in third grade. Yeah, I wonder so, how many. I wonder how many <laughs> teachers in in China today um, are transgender teachers. I mean, they're 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 in they're in the not a one. I, well, we have. It's scary to watch on to look at these videos that are out there of these teachers that are pushing the trans agenda, the gay agenda, the Pride Month agenda, and how they want students to hide everything from their parents and never talk to them about the things they do at school because the parents may not understand. And you don't want that. I mean, think about that. Now, now, let's, there's there's something here that, that we need to touch on. All right. Ever since desegregation, we've gotten used to minorities telling majorities what to do. Mm-hmm. And desegregation was okay. I'm not against that. But the mindset that a minority is always right has become infused into the American psyche. Mm-hmm. Here we have less than 2 to 3% of the population uh, that are gay. If it's that high. Than, if it's even that high. Yeah, exactly. And and maybe less than zero point. One to three percent of the gay population that's trans, mm-hmm. uh, they're running America. I'm sorry. If this is supposed to be a democratic republic, whatever happened to majority rules? 73 to 67 percent of the United States is white. Mm-hmm. Most people are are straight. 70 percent plus, 90 percent plus. If if it's only three three percent that are that are gay, so. How come the 3% get to dictate to the 97%? Mm-hmm. And what I find equally troubling uh, when, you, when you talk in those terms, that we, why is it that they are represented in outrageously high numbers in the government, in, in public government-run schools, uh, those, you know, if they're three percent of the population, why are they like thirty percent of the teachers in it's some places? The FBI has purposely been hiring gays and trans now for a while, apparently, so that uh, 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 Gonzalo Lira had a ha, had a really kind of cute um, video on his Gonzalo Lira two uh, YouTube site talking about this guy who is obviously an FBI agent mm-hmm. trying to break into his little conversation group they were talking about guys about getting girls and having sex and whatever and there's this fellow who's part of the group who's listening he's obviously not straight but he's trying to pretend to be straight mm-hmm. and he's got a little short haircut and he's got this and he's he obviously a federal agent because they have a certain look to them you know when during the january 6th protests you could tell who the feds were oh they were everywhere <laughs> they were everywhere and so you know the 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 uh the uh, uh, the federal agencies have started hiring on. And if you go back, who was that fellow who was the top KGB agent in the FBI? He was he was an assistant director and he was arrested and thrown in jail. I, I forget who. But starting with him, mm-hmm. they started hiring 
extreme leftists into the agency going into CIA uh, there was a uh, there was a mole that uh, uh, James Jesus Angleton was always looking for that mole was probably Bill Colby who was the deep mole and that's why Colby got killed but that besides the point uh, uh, somewhere in the 70s CIA started hiring leftists you know, um, here we're fighting the communists and we're hiring yeah. leftists. And you're hiring them. You're, you're yeah, bringing the but, ones in you're trying to fight. Exactly. So we have, w- what I'm getting at is that the major government agencies and bureaucracies have all been infiltrated by the enemy. Mm-hmm. So now the bureaucracy, which the bureaucracy reflects the enemy. Which explains 2020. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, in 2016... Everybody believed that Hillary Clinton was going to win. It was in the bag. We had it all counted out. We had planned the correct cheating in the correct places in states like Ohio, Michigan, Pennsylvania, that would have been, you know, they, and even Wisconsin that were considered, you know, the battleground states. They had done their best, and they thought they had it in the bag. And when, by small margins, Trump started to win those states, which meant it was an overwhelming landslide in those states to overcome the cheating, which is inherent in states, (laughs) in many of the states. Illinois is inherent. I mean, if you're a Republican, you don't stand a chance. Yeah, any Yankee state. And unfortunately— And now Georgia. A couple of southern states. North Carolina is one of them, Mm -hmm. and Georgia. Mm Mm-hmm. Which almost makes no sense because, well, you know, outside of Atlanta and maybe a little bit of Augusta and Albany and Savannah, Georgia is a pretty normal state. Yeah. And the same with outside of Asheville, which is often called Trashville, North Carolina, <laughs> um, Buncombe County, more, which has gone, which has gone crazy. Anywhere. I mean, Buncombe County has absolutely, I can remember you know, 40 years ago. Visiting Asheville, North Carolina, thinking what a wonderful place this would be to live. Used to be beautiful, it, and then it and then it be it became everybody leaving you know Vermont to still have four seasons ended up in Asheville, or from all these northern you know states moved in the artist communities and what have you, and, and Asheville loves their homeless. I mean they 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 brag about all the homeless people that live there. Austin's getting to be the same. It's it's terrible. And then you've got, of course, the research triangle where, you know, where you you have University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill, where, you know, gee, wasn't it Dr. Ralph Barrick that did some dirty deeds there for, you know, coronavirus? (laughs) You know, I mean, he's he's there. Then EcoHealth Alliance. Let's not forget puke. Yeah. People people walk into the medical center there and they don't ever come out. Mm. Not alive anyway. I know. So here we are. I mean, you're right. Some southern states that have been invaded and infiltrated. You know, I mean, that's exactly what's happened. Atlanta, I can remember when Atlanta was about a million people, not four or five. Yeah. And, and, and how it's changed the character of the state of Georgia since they built that big airport. That's exactly what happened to Phoenix. When I lived in Arizona, the, uh, the sidewalks would roll up at 930. Mm-hmm. 
you couldn't find any place open on Sunday. Mm -hmm. Any time of the year you stepped outside of your house, you could smell orange blossoms. Mm -hmm. There were three, maybe three and a half million people in the entire state total. California had that earthquake back in 89 during the World Series, and they all started flooding into Arizona Mm -hmm. until there are now four and a half million people in the in the Phoenix Metroplex alone. Yep, and then they they've imported every single Democrat in the world. And on that happy note, we will take a break and be right back with my guest, Dr. William Wong, a classical naturopath, PhD. And he and I have developed a good friendship, and he's an incredible individual. And and like, like many of us, we watch the world today, and these discussions that he and I have, I think are of a great help. And also what he does in terms of being a a naturopath, a PhD, an exercise physiologist, certified athletic trainer. He's been a a great help in advising me, by the way, in in what I've had to deal with. As many of you know, I was facing a health issue and I had a hard time being able to find a doctor. And, And much of what he suggested and told me was a huge help and an incredible blessing. Well, here we are in the month of August, and we need your help to stay on shortwave radio. I'm still a believer in shortwave, and and I know the economy is rough, and it's going to be hard for many of you to support us, but if you can, would you consider going to our website, truth2ponder.com, if you're online? You can support us from the website or get the mailing address. If you are not online and would consider making a check payable to Ancient Word Radio. That's Ancient Word Radio. Our mailing address is Truth to Ponder, 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248. That's 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248. The city is Crestview. One word, Crestview, Florida. 32536. That zip code 32536. Remember, it's your faithful support that keeps this radio program on the air. And we will be right back with Dr. William Wong right after this break. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Beerman. Your own garments coming up. Shalom Aleichem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Khan. Your Jewish connection bring you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. The Good Samaritan. He sees a man on the road, victim of crime. He stops, cares for him, and says he bandages up his wounds. Now think about that. How did he do it? Was he carrying around a first aid kit, a box of band-aids? No. So what did he use? Well, undoubtedly he used his own clothes. And though, and back then, clothes were really even more important. They were your bed or your blanket at night. And you may have had only one pair or one, one outfit. But he took his garment, wrapped it around the wounds, getting bloody, getting soiled, getting ruined for a total stranger. Clothes were linked to your identity. It was your status, your wealth, everything you had or your possessions. But he didn't see his clothes as an end in itself to be hoarded. He saw it something to be used for God's purposes and to help others for the purposes of love. So what does that say to you, to us? Well, it means we have to have the same attitude. It means we have to be willing to do the same thing joyfully. It means that we have to stop caring so much about our status, our reputation, our possessions, our wealth, our money, all the things we possess. Those things aren't the point. 
We're to be using it all for God's glory and to help others. We have to be willing to tear our garments, our robe, to bless others, tear our reputation, our status, give it up to bless another. Give our mantle, even. Our calling is never an end in itself. Even that's to be used solely for God's glory and to bless others for love. Messiah gave up all his garments to die for you. He gave up his status, his reputation, his possessions, even his earthly ministry, so your wounds would be bandaged up and your soul could be saved. Everything he had, he didn't hoard it. He didn't keep it for his glory. He sacrificed it for you to be saved. Go and do likewise. Want more? Ask for the Samaritan miracle. Now the free gift for you. What if you discover the place of the Ark of the Covenant? Well, newly revealed ancient discovery just as awesome. The mystery of the temple doors on CD. You'll love it. It's our free gift to you and Sapphire's daily spiritual vitamins to revitalize your walk. How do you get these free gifts? Easy. Just remember Jesus' real Hebrew name, Yeshua, and dial it. That's it. Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. You will be blessed. But call now. That's 1-800-YESHUA-1. One. Now, the Jewish people brought you the blessings of salvation. I invite you to join with me to bring it back to them, to bless those who blessed you, to reach the unreached peoples from every nation. How? Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. It's the farthest way you can ever spread the gospel. Shortwave radio. It's amazing. Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1 or write me direct. The nice Jewish boy at box 1111 in Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. It's a nice Jewish boy, box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. Now, till next time, this is Jonathan Khan saying, walk with the king and be a blessing. Shalom Aleichem. Peace be to you, my friend. In Messiah, Tikva Tenu, our hope. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome back to part two of our Thursday edition here on the 4th of August of Truth to Ponder, and I'm your host, Bob Bierman. So glad that you're spending some time with me today. I was thinking the other night as I went to bed, 50 years have gone by since I graduated high school, and I can remember it was during August, 50 years ago, getting ready to to take on the world and leave home and, and go on to an electronic school. When I started, we were learning vacuum tubes, transistors, and yes, even the newest thing that had come out in 1968, I remember reading about it in a popular electronics magazine called the Integrated Circuit, the IC. Well, the IC was was a breakthrough, but over the decades that followed, more and more things could be done with those chips, and they became computer chips, and computers the size of, you know, A house became the size of your phone. How things have changed. Well, we manufactured chips in this country for years. Then it went overseas, Japan, China, and yes, even Taiwan. And now with the instability in the world, we have a shortage. And all of a sudden, Democrats are thinking, maybe we should be making chips here in the United States. Dr. Wong, welcome back to the program. What's your opinion about the chip situation? Remember back when Trump was bringing back the car companies, Mm -hmm. the Democrats were screaming that he was killing jobs in Mexico. So when Ford closed a plant in Mexico and reopened Mm -hmm. it in the US, and uh, I think GM did much about the same, and GM started closing some of its shops in China Mm -hmm. and bringing them back. The Democrats were so worried about jobs elsewhere instead of jobs in their own dang country. I know. And, and it's a problem. And, and we see it now. And of course, 
all of a sudden without any chips to manufacture vehicles, uh, you're going to have all these United Auto Worker people idle if they can't make cars. Yep. So is that part of the reason they might consider, you know, seeing Texas Instruments make things in Texas? <laughs> yeah. Considering that they invented the integrated circuit? Yeah. I, uh, I, I sure hope so. Because most of those circuits are, I mean, listen, I have to buy electronic parts all the time. And I've been doing it since, well, the 1980s when I worked in a company that manufactured broadcast equipment. And I would tell you that back then, I would say better than 90% of all the components that I bought were manufactured in the United States. There were a few things that for special order were made in France or Germany, and even a couple of things of the high, in Japan. But for the most part, mostly American made everything, and it was yeah. that included solid state devices, in some equipment where tubes were still being used. Yeah, good old vacuum tubes. Mm-hmm. They were still in vogue in the in the eighties for certain equipment, and they were all manufactured in the United States. But then some companies didn't want to make that stuff anymore, or a lot of it. And all of a sudden, companies sprung up in in Russia, of all places, even before the fall of the Soviet Union. There were Russian-made tubes, and yep. and now they're Chinese-made. <laughs> you know, and they don't. I'm, I'm going to say one thing: an American-made tube for a broadcast transmitter lasted years, many years. One made in China barely makes it a year. Period. I mean, I'm telling you, I'm having to deal with it. And it's going to become an increasing problem. We have become too dependent overseas for the stuff that we need here. You know, like I was saying, you know, in in getting this house together, how many things, sadly, on the box you see made in China, made in China. And now, of course, another thing you see made in Vietnam. Of all places, mm-hmm. you know, I never thought I'd see that in my lifetime. But <laughs> Here's here something we else are. to worry about: a good many of the components on the guidance systems in the Air Force's ICBMs mm-hmm. were made in Red China. That's right, or in and maybe Taiwan, which soon will be a part of Red China if they have their way. Now we're worried about all the Huawei stuff that uh, Huawei purposely jinxed for the U.S. market to make it not work or to make the Chinese able to turn it off whenever they wanted mm-hmm. to. What about the missiles? Well, I'm sure they can turn them off, too, if they need to. Yeah. There are a lot of things. Well, so we, I just want to finish up that chip discussion and, and realize that, you know, thankfully the Pelosi's will make millions of dollars with the knowledge <laughs> that they had, which ought to take care of, you know, paying off Paul's, you know, DUI and, and accident and, and make sure that he never goes to jail. The two-tier justice system that we see for Democrats. If I burned down a courthouse in the name of Trump, I'm going to jail. If I burn down a federal courthouse in the name of uh, George Floyd, I'm a hero. Right. I I mean, this is where it's it's gone. We have a two-tier justice system, and I think you're right. You said it in the first half of the program, that the, the, the leftists have infiltrated the justice system the FBI, uh, the Congress of the United States, uh, the Senate of the United States. You have rhinos, those are Republicans in name only, that will pretend they're conservative at election time, but they still love swimming around with their swamp buddies in D.C. 
And they like going to the cocktail hours and all the stuff that goes with it. So we have a two-tier justice system. We, I'm, I'm still a believer that the election of 2020 was stolen. I cannot be convinced Absolutely. otherwise. There's, there's nothing that you can say. Raffsensberger was is a rhino. Kemp is a rhino. They have proven themselves long before the election of 2020 to lean in that category in these purple states. And so they really didn't like Trump because Trump was a interrupter, if nothing else. He came in like the bull in the china shop saying, no more business as usual. And the bureaucrats and those the bureaucrats that pretty well own their politicians weren't going to have it. Yep. And they couldn't. And they really never thought he'd become president. I mean, that was unheard of. It was planned for Hillary's coronation. And she was shocked when she lost because they had told her there's no way you can lose it's in the bag and then that's why she was violent angry and couldn't even address her supporters on that night when trump was declared the winner and even before the election you know it and i know it the fbi peter struck all these traitors that should be in prison if not executed for being traitors that's what they did. They tried to use their government office to change the results of an election, to perpetuate lies and myths and stories. And how many years of investigations that they knew were bogus, a fake impeachment, two fake impeachments. Mm. I mean, they were determined to get rid of him during the time he was in office, thwart everything he was doing when he was in office. I mean, they worked hard. And, and even... Uh, Paul Ryan, remember him? Yes. What a weasel. When we had both the House and the Senate and the White House, we did nothing. We did nothing. That's what Republicans are supposed to do. They're supposed to be the the impotent opposition. They've always been that. And then by, you know, 2018, Nancy Pelosi's back in the Speaker's chair. And the Senate is, you know tipped you know almost to democrats and, and we're sitting there after 2020 with a 50 50 senate with kamala harris the tiebreaker and 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 the house it, it it's insane yep. and joe biden you know the man is a crook the man is incompetent and the man is mentally compromised and has corona again and, so who's and, really running america Oh, Barack Obama, he, he said it exactly. himself one time when right. he said, I want to sit there, you know, in my sweats and, you know, in my easy chair, uh, you know, with an earpiece in somebody's ear telling him what to do and be the president without having to be the president. Right. And so there's no doubt in my mind that he's doing that. And it's because of Barack Obama. It's because of the George Soroses and all their mega millions that we have a distorted and destroyed justice system. Mm-hmm. And we now have compromised elections that, yep. you know, that that's called fake news. I mean, there are two things that in 2020 and 2021 and 2022, you never talk about. Number one, the vaccines are safe and effective and the elections were fair and honest. If you go against <laughs> that narrative, those are the two. This is worse than religion and politics at the dinner table. You can never talk about the corona, you know, the vaccines not being safe and effective. And you can never say the election was stolen. If you do, you're giving disinformation and Facebook will never let you into their metaverse. UN is now uh, creating a, some sort of a system to fight 
disinformation to fight the people who are saying that George Soros is involved with corrupting governments, to fight the people who are saying that the vaccines The United are bad, Nations buildings should be evacuated and turned into low-income housing <laughs> and, and send everybody back home. It is the most worthless organization that has ever come about since the League of Nations. And we saw, you saw how good it did during, for Hitler's time. Yeah. It didn't work. And all we've done is create an elite class with blue helmets. Right. And that are going to run the world. And China will run uh, the UN before it's over. If they haven't already figured how to run it already. <laughs> so, I mean, this I, I have no use for the United Nations. You know, we need to get out of the United Nations and then get them off Manhattan Island. I have... I've been disappointed with Trump in two major things. Two two campaign promises he absolutely did not keep. Mm-hmm. Getting us out of the UN and getting us out of NATO. Yeah. He did not keep those two campaign promises. And I kind of know why. Uh, the, 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 the military structures and everyone above two stars mm-hmm. is absolutely in love with NATO because it furthers their power. That's right. Especially and their career their and their careers, yes, exactly. And it, 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 it's one hell of a drinking society. I've known officers who, who've served in NATO, and they say it, it's nothing more than a, than a drinking society. Uh, and not getting us out of the UN was was the, the one of the major things that, that 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 Trump pushed during the 16 election, and he never followed through on that either. Mm-hmm. And that's because of the compromised State Department. State Department has been leftist since FDR, and yeah. it has never changed. There, there were certain things that were turned socialist by FDR that have never recovered. The Naval Academy is mm-hmm. one. They loaded mm-hmm. it up with socialist professors. It has been so since then. That's why we get guys like Jimmy Carter and Stanfield Turner. The, uh, uh, the, uh, the, the State Department has been absolutely communist since FDR, Absolutely. that's why they supported hey, Stalin. Hey, stop and, stop and think. Even mm-hmm. during the Nixon administration uh-huh. and during Jerry, Ger, Gerald Ford, who who was the Secretary of State? Kissinger. Yes. And, you know, like like this guy is a conservative, you got to be out of your mind. He's a globalist. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and so we... We were led to believe, you know, that this, we've got this great conservative president. And I'll be honest, in 1972, I don't mind telling you that when given a choice between George McGovern and a second term of Nixon, I, for my first vote of my entire life, I voted for Nixon. That's exactly what I did. Because <laughs> it made more sense at the time. Because, yeah. you know, I remember McGovern saying, I, this is like, I can remember, this is 50 years ago. I will give every American a thousand dollars, and I'm going. And my father explained to me, young, early on, when somebody offers you something for nothing, you're going to be owing your life to it. You're going to be, you're, right. you'll be a slave to it. And exactly. as much as a thousand dollars would be like saying, "I'll give you twenty thousand dollars today," yeah. I couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it because I knew that that it would never work, and I knew the Democrats were still hawkish on Vietnam even back then. Yeah. And so it, it, it was the only way. And so I did. But, you know, we were disappointed because, you know, what, what did I know about, you know, Henry Kissinger in the State Department when I was 18? Not, not as much as I needed to. Mm-hmm. And, and he sold us down the river. 
before we run out of time, I'm, we'll, we'll, we'll save elections for the next time we gather because, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll know more as we're getting closer to November. Health. You know, we the healthcare system is destroyed. It's not broken. It's just been it's been decimated. Right. And I know that from trying to get appointments for the stuff that I was dealing with. Well, we can see in about three or four months and we'll find out if you have bladder cancer then. You know, wait a minute, you know, kind of thing. And it was hard to we had to travel quite a distance to be seen. And all of this has to do with Obamacare, you know, with the Affordable Health Care Act that made health care unaffordable. <laughs> I mean, just I, like look, the communist, what they say it is, isn't what it is. Well, it never, it's just like, you know, they, they call this new bill that's going to spend uh, almost a trillion dollars. They call that the, the Inflation Reduction Act of 2022. Yeah. And all it does is it makes the IRS have 80,000 more agents. It spends close to a trillion dollars. And even the Congressional Budget Office says it will not do anything to help inflation until the year 2031. And that's nine years from now. So what are we doing with it? When we found out, you know, how, how cheap Joe Manchin will sell himself short, you know, I mean, yeah. $6 billion for a natural gas pipeline that probably will be turned back off by Biden later. Yeah. You know, so what, what good is it? But our health is a problem. I mean, I can remember I had much better health care 20 years ago, and I could actually afford as an independent contractor my own health insurance for me and my wife on one income. We had much better health care before insurance companies started getting mixed up yep. in health care. When you reached into your pocket and mm-hmm. paid from your own wallet, mm-hmm. because everything since then has gotten paperwork and, and, and complicated to the, to, to the point where we have the most expensive bad health care in the world. Look. If, if, if I had had the issue that I had, and, you know, I'm, and I'm doing much better with it. Every once in a while, I got a little issue, but as you and I mentioned but the talk mm-hmm. before the program, and I, I'm just going to keep an eye on it, it, and I think we have an idea of what may be triggering it, but, but I can remember if I needed to see a urologist, let's say, in 1999, I just picked up the phone and called one. Bingo. Now, today, you have to have your primary physician's referral, and then you have to have approval. And it goes on and on. And then to see one, well, let's see. When I went to talk to these people back in June, they were talking about seeing me in October. Now, if I had a serious... Now, now, now remember, I'm, I'm, I've got raw blood coming out, dark red, in my urine stream. And I've got blood clots the size of quarters trying to force their way through painfully. And they're saying, we'll see you in October. This is ridiculous, but this is the, the, the destruction. And of course, nobody in the government has this kind of, has to worry about this. Only only the plebes that don't work in the federal government. Yep. They get a. Do you think the United States House of Representatives and the Senate are on Obamacare? I, I think there should be a law passed that they're forced to be on the same system we are, and see how long it lasts. Yep. So, what are some of the things we need to do? You know, you were talking before when we were kind of mentioning, you know, the things you don't talk about, the stolen election or or vaccines are safe and effective. What have we been seeing about these safe and effective, effective miracle, you know, concoctions? If we take a look at the morbidity and mortality reports of the CDC and we compare them to all the years prior to 2020, we can see that month to month, 
about the same number of people died. It's it 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 was steady. There were no peaks. There were no valleys. There were just a steady number of people mm-hmm. being born and a steady number of people dying every single month consistently for decades. And when we got to the year 2020, how much did it really change? It in 2020 2021 after the vaccine exactly and this is it, what a lot of you know we multiplied mm-hmm. uh, it, right now it's off the charts there are so many people dying uh, now you were talking about the destruction of health care it's going to get worse because most of the doctors are vaxxed most of those guys will be dead within three to five years we're going to have to teach a whole new generation of physicians. I'm thinking about opening up a medical school. I've always mm-hmm. wanted to have my own med school, but I'm, I'm seriously thinking about opening up a medical school now because there aren't going to be any docs in three to five years. I know. So the the not only has the death rate multiplied up several fold, and you can see it on the morbidity and mortality reports Mm -hmm. comparing, uh, let's say, March of 2021 and 2022 with March of 2018, 2017, whatever. But the birth rate has plummeted. Yeah. And and that may be twofold because the vaccine apparently has an impact on sperm count, and it also has caused a, a radical increase in spontaneous, um, you know, stillborn births. It, the any woman who took the vaccine, if she was pregnant, ninety four, ninety six percent of those women miscarried. Incredible. So between that and the changes that are happening to menstruation, the changes that are happening to the uterus, it almost looks like the uterus is being attacked by a hyper estrogenic agent causing cancers and tumors. Hmm. With the re- And as you mentioned, the reduction of sperm count in men, we have so lowered fertility that first we saw the deaths of children from uh, having children having gotten the vaccine. Uh, uh, yeah. Casket companies are reporting that they're getting mass orders for children's caskets. Yep. And th- combine all that with the, 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 the infertility that the vaccine seems to have created. And I'm actually glad for the infertility because yeah. Yeah. The, 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 the people who have taken the vaccine are no longer absolutely human. They have had a DNA the, the mRNA from the vaccine has spliced itself into their genetic code. And if they were continuing to reproduce, that GMO human would go into the normal line of, 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 of human beings. Wow. So I may sound cruel to say that, you know, I'm actually glad that they can't reproduce, but there it goes. You might remember the prophet Nathan told mm-hmm. David to go into this one town and he told David to tell his soldiers to rip open every woman, to take out the child and beat their brains against rocks. I read that and I went, oh my God, this, you know, God couldn't say that. But think about it. If if those kids were Nephilim, if those kids had part of the fallen angels DNA, mm-hmm. they weren't exactly human. They could never be human. They had no souls because God took away the souls from the Nephilim children. He did not allow Nephilim souls, uh, the Nephilim 
to have souls than uh, David doing away with the nests that were left of the Nephilim made sense in terms of humans being wholly human and not having that evil DNA in them. Mm -hmm. So it was... It was cruel in one aspect, but made sense in, in another. So here the fact that the vaccinated are, are not able to reproduce is a damn good thing. Because it means that the yeah. pure bloods uh, get to continue the human race. And it will be purely human, not GMO human. Yep. Yep. We're about to run out of time. And real quick, how can people get a hold of you, find out some of the things that you do, and uh, maybe take better control of their health? Well, folks can read my articles at drwongsmessage.com. They can find my YouTube uh, radio sites where I, I post my, my uh, shortwave shows on YouTube. And then when YouTube started censoring me, I shifted over to BitChute. They can find me there and my supplements they could look over at Dr. Wong's Essentials.com. And my guest today, Dr. William Wong, naturopath, PhD, and a good friend of this radio program. And, and Dr. Wong, I will have you on hopefully sometime next week. We have a lot more to discuss. We didn't even get we didn't even get anywhere near what I had in mind to discuss today. I think we got to some of the highlights. And I hope that this program means something to you. We've been doing this program now. We're in our third year. Hard to believe that we entered our third year this week. And when the program started over two years ago, I wondered how long it would last. I felt we needed to talk about the virus in 2020, the upcoming election in 2020. And what would happen beyond that time, I didn't know. We took a step of faith, and a good friend had seeded some money to start the program to cover the first uh, couple of months of expense. And you've been faithful ever since to keep this radio program on the air. And, and I really believe in shortwave. As we talked about, the day's going to come when a lot of these computer devices may not be able to pick up this program. I'm glad we have that. I'm glad people can can go into a, a Best Buy store and say, Alexa, play Truth to Ponder podcast, and it'll start to play. I'm thankful for the opportunity, but I also need to plan for the changes we'll be seeing in this world. Now, if you believe in the program, visit our website. You can support us from there, truth2ponder.com. Or if you would, would you consider making a check payable to Ancient Word Radio, Ancient Word Radio, and mail it to Truth to Ponder 5753, Highway 85 North, number 3248, 5753, Highway 85 North, and that secure box is 3248, City is Crestview, one word, Crestview, Florida, 32536. That zip code again is 32536. And we will see you again tomorrow, same time. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, Truth the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's truth, the number two, 
www.ponder.com. Truth to Ponder. Shining the light of truth in a darkening world.